Hello, Mrs. F1. Hello, Mr. F1. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. F1 podcast. It's the first episode. I'm pretty excited. I'm Brianna. I'm the Mrs. portion of this podcast and wife to my lovely husband here. I am Matt, Mr. F1. Yeah. And we're obsessed with Formula One, basically. That's that's what you need to know. We're that's married. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. We're married. We're obsessed with it. We talk about Formula One all the time in our spare time. And one day I just looked at him and I was like, why don't we just record this? Here we are. Here we are. Let's so, do it. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. We're going to talk everything Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um, we're going to do some awards for best memes, admin awards, some predictions for Canada, and who we thought was our favorite driver. So let's jump into it. Baku. It's always Baku. a crazy track, I feel. It's one of my favorite tracks in all of F1. The longest straight, the beautiful castles. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's very exciting. It lots of overtaking, exciting. lots of savage driving what we all like savage driving as we call That's it right. in this house um yeah but i think baku is really interesting because you've got those crazy tight turns and chicanes slow turns like you kind of do have in monaco yep and then you've got these huge large wide straights where you could probably go like four cars wide if you wanted yeah and, is, and what the alpine was going 225 miles an hour yeah it's by far the fastest that you'll see a car go this season alonzo just cranking through which is amazing it's got it all i love it yeah it does so let's start just with qualifying because i feel like we have to touch on that a bit um obviously it was pretty much between the ferraris and the red bulls yeah two horse race not even close absolutely i mean a bull and a horse technically yeah, good point. <laughs> but, An energy drink and a horse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when we thought all was lost for Charles Leclerc. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable lap. Like, Last lap. He my, was up He was up a half a second after sector two. Yeah. Just he proves time and time again that when his feet are put to the fire... He just can pull out the best lap he's ever done. We've seen him do it time and time again, but I don't know what it was with this lap, but it just, it blew my mind. He's he's probably the best one lap driver, you know, the best qualifier in F1 right now. Yeah. He's, and and Carlos has looked, he looked decent in the first part of, of qualifying, but, uh, you know, it's like Charles just saved all of his, you know, his perfect lap for, for the very end, and he just crushed his teammate and crushed both Red Bulls. Absolutely. He threw Perez out of first there um, while Carlos had provisional pole yeah. for a short amount yep. of time. But ended up finishing P1 Charles, P2 Checo, Checo. Perez, P3 Max Verstappen, and Carlos in P4. Um, was George P5? Yeah, I believe George was P5. Yeah. I'll have to look here in a second. But, yeah, again, like just an amazing lap amazing performance from both Ferraris and both Red Bulls and that kind of set the tone I think for today well um they had a good Saturday but yeah close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades <laughs> you just had to slide that in there mm -hmm. you really do um but yeah I mean let's get right into the beginning of the race not a great start for Charles I think it was I don't think he had a bad start I think just Checo and Max had a Max especially. Max almost went right into the back of Charles because he had such a great start. But, yeah, 
yeah. after turn one, Checo's in the lead. And then Shaw locked up in the first quarter. Yeah, you're which right. He did lock up a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a decent start. Um, we saw Charles be able to defend against Max after that lockup in the yep. first corner. Yep. I mean, Charles just, like, amazing at defending, period. We've seen him do it a million times. And um, it's tough It's tough at Baku. If, if you don't have straight line speed, it, you can't overtake on the, you know, the long straight. There's not a lot of spots to, to get around somebody. Oh, my gosh. Watching um, them go down that long straight was, like, borderline... You yeah. were like, wait, the are DRS they there yet? Opens up are they there yet? <laughs> and then they smash the brakes on going 200 and something miles an hour. And Yeah, it was, it's the crazy, it's the longest straight. I, I think borderline too long because it almost is border, like kind of boring to watch at some point because you're kind of like, okay, when is this over? I like it because that's, that's the opportunity to overtake, you know? Yeah. Like even those Alpines that, that were so fast, once a car gets DRS behind them, you know, that DRS is worth, I think they say, 20, 25 kilometers an hour. Yeah. So you're, it, you're bound to pass somebody, especially on a straight that long. Right. And we saw the fastest speeds, I think, this year. Ever. Fastest yeah. I've ever seen in F1. On that straight. Yeah. Set by Fernando Alonso, yeah. the legend himself. Yep. 220 and, miles an hour. Yep. It's and crazy. Esteban Ocon was putting in just cracking laps as well. <laughs> Except sector one and two. Yeah. <laughs> He, he had traffic behind him, but then as soon as he got to the straightaway, he'd pull away from everybody. Yeah. Well, speaking of maybe some unfortunate events, let's just get right to the chase. Talk about every Ferrari-powered car <laughs> in that freaking race. <laughs> Double DNF for Ferrari, yeah. which did not help at all. First, Carlos DNF'd um, around lap 15 with what seemed to be a hydraulics failure, yeah. I believe was reported after he came into the pits. They That's started. interesting, right? Because Charles, Zhou Guan Yu, and Kevin, mm. all Ferrari-powered engine issues. But Carlos was the first to go, and it wasn't an engine issue. It was some hydraulic issue, something unrelated. Makes me think that if he didn't have that issue, you know, Five laps later, would his engine have blown? Just like the other, you know, almost right. every other Ferrari-powered car. Yeah, and he had a break-by-wire um, code come up on his yeah. steering wheel. Yeah. So, um, but I think they did confirm yeah, um, a, a hydraulic, couple of yep. minutes later it was hydraulic issues. Yep. And then lap 20, um, Charles has pitted under that safety car that happened because mm -hmm. of Carlos. Yep. Um, and was able to put on brand new tires, and he was, he was just, in a good spot. Yeah, he, was, he was catching up to Perez yep. quickly, yep. and it was looking positive for him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, we just see smoke billowing out yep. of the back of his car. As I, soon as he got to the straight, yep. Just I, yeah, I don't know about you, but like, I mean, we were both sitting there watching it together, and I was like, what? <laughs> is happening why is this happening like please no like i i mean i'm a Charles leclerc fan i'm a ferrari yeah. fan so to see one ferrari ra out for and that's like a tongue twister ferrari <laughs> out and then to see my Charles, who could possibly poor win Charles. this yeah poor Charles. i mean the kid just has bad luck like and uh, they and, yeah, yeah. It, it, to me it's not a it's not a luck problem it's a ferrari problem they they are the best team at shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and it's interesting because Charles said after in the press conference he's unsure what is going on with the car yeah. because they didn't have these issues 
in the beginning of the season and now they're having them and he he thinks the car it feels even better than when they started like what they've mm-hmm. done to it the mm-hmm. improvements have helped it's kind of vice versa with your red bull started out they had a double dnf in the first race didn't they yeah i you know and, and everyone was worried about them and now now that you know the tide's turning the the, the turntables have <laughs> in the words of michael scott uh yeah now now red bull is unstoppable reliable and ferrari looks like they can't even finish a race yeah what what is uh what is Mattia going to do to to fix the problem? Grow his hair out more? I don't know. Is the hair is the hair get bigger? The brain gets we'll bigger. Just, more uh, ideas come give out him, of it. Give the uh, Italy hands to <laughs> to all of the engineers. Uh, tell them to fix it. I mean, and then we saw obviously Kevin Magnuson, yep. Joe Guanyu, all and both with Ferrari Ferrari power units mm-hmm. also go out for different reasons, but it looked very similar to what happened to yep. Charles. Yep. Yeah, the only Ferrari cars to make it to the end were Mick, who was in, what, dead last? He's in 15th Terrible. place, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of 16. And Valtteri, who had an awful race, even though he's been great this year, he had a pretty bad qualifying and a pretty bad race. Those yeah. are the only two Ferrari-powered cars to, to make it to the finish line. Right, and it's kind of a miracle that they even made it. Yeah. I, and yeah. we were talking about this while we were watching the race. It was abnormally hot. Yes, from extremely hot. Right. Today in that race, it was track temperature was 10 plus degrees warmer than practices Celsius, yeah. and qualifying. Yep. And yep. Um, so we wondered, is it the heat where the car's overheating? And I remember when Joe Guan Yu, so he obviously pitted before anything, the engine exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw temperature warnings. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering if it was that. Was it an overheating issue? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think... I think it's known that Red Bull can build a car that um, can withstand extreme um, climate. You know, I, I know that they're known in the, the high altitude races to do well, like Mexico and uh, Austria. Uh, they just, they develop their car in, in that kind of vein. And I, you know, Ferrari just doesn't, I, I guess that they don't do that. And uh, when it gets too hot, or, you know, the altitude's high, there's less oxygen, they, they struggle. Right. Well, those, I mean, the Red Bulls are half, you know, put together at the Australian track. I'm not Australian. Oh, my God. <laughs> Austrian track. Yeah. We, that's known to have Spielberg. high temperatures and high altitude. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely plays into their hands in these types of situations. Well, and, you know, in the same vein, the Alpha Tauris, obviously, you know, Red Bull powered. They had a phenomenal race this year. If it wasn't for poor Yuki's half-working wing, uh, they, they uh, would have had two yeah. top easily top 10, maybe even top six finishes. Yeah, so let's jump to them. The other Red Bull team, Alpha Tauri. Yeah. Great results. I mean, it could Pierre have been Gasly better. That. Yeah, Pierre Gasly <laughs> finishing in fifth um, right behind Lewis Hamilton. Just fantastic results for him. He, we know he's had such a tricky season so far. Yeah, he has. Um, so just happy to see him finally, you know, in the points, but also like in the top five, which yeah. is encouraging. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then Yuki Sonoda could have had a better race too, but unfortunately he's finished in 13th. Yeah, that, not, to no fault of his own. Yeah. That's just tough. I, I've never seen a wing half open yeah. before. And I mean, frankly, it was kind of shocking that Alpha Tauri just threw some duct tape Straight on up it duct tape. They, that's like, 
Mrs. F1's grandfather. That, that's how he would have fixed yeah, the problem. That's... I feel like that's most people. Like you go to your grandpa and you're like, oh no, this is broken on my car. Or this is broken. They're like, oh, duct tape can yep. fix it. And yep. that's... But like the fact that that actually was allowed was kind of surprising yeah. because even Martin Brundle. Um, Crofty. Crofty, sorry. Cro- uh, Martin Brundle said uh, the Le Mans this week. That's right. Um, but Crofty was like, there's no way this can, you know, FIA is going to come after them. Like, yeah. there's no way. I just don't understand, like, why they just didn't shut off DRS. Because it just seemed like it was happening when they were trying to open yeah. DRS. And, and and we heard Max's uh, uh, race, engineer. race engineer say to him, hey, no more DRS for the rest of the race. So right. and I started to wonder, okay, it's something, you know, so do Red Bull cars have an issue with their, with, you know, their, their wing, with the well, DRS activation? So, right. you know. And I'm sure that Yuki wasn't using DRS after that. I mean, his wing was taped down. So, it's you know, even if he pressed the button, nothing would have happened, I'm sure. Well, we did see them have DRS issues with Max Verstappen a couple races past. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, they couldn't get it to open. Mm-hmm. And then when it opened, they couldn't keep it open. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's just really interesting and to Max see. Max would press the button 50 times. Oh, and my gosh. So open and close frantically it. <laughs> just pressing the DRS button. I would do button. the same thing. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we so that's obviously maybe something, you know, to watch out for in other yeah. races. There's obviously something going on there of both of the Red Bulls. Just in general like, this season, reliability is... Uh, questionable it makes sense because it's a new car but mm-hmm. but there seems to just be a plethora of issues you know whether it's uh engine based or you know aerodynamic stuff but like the like this this wing issue there's just it's like they're really still figuring this car out and yeah. anything that can go wrong is going wrong we're, we're seeing a lot of different ways a car can break yeah absolutely I mean, it's it's interesting to see, but I mean, they still had a great result. I mean, obviously, Yuki could have had his, I think, yeah. best finish in F one. Um, no, this year. That's right. Uh, his best finish this year. Yeah. If yeah. that wing issue wouldn't have happened, he came in and pitted, and obviously, it took them a while to duct tape. Yeah. The back yeah. Wing. Twenty some seconds to duct tape his wing together. The yeah. panic in the pit wall was. Yeah. I, I felt panicky. My hands were sweating. Like when they were trying to get the duct tape on the wing, they were like yelling at each yeah. other. And and anyone was... who knows Yuki knows he's probably screaming at his race engineer. Oh my god, he was one hundred percent cursing all yeah. over the radio. Yeah. He's he's not too nice to his race engineer, <laughs> is he? But speaking of something that probably wasn't so nice for certain drivers. The Mercedes porpoising uh, has yeah. come back and reared its ugly head. It seemed to have gotten better the past couple of races in this race. Oh, my God. I actually, I really did feel bad Yeah. for Hamilton and Russell. I think it makes sense because the porpoising happens on the straights. And, uh, you know, obviously, Baku has the longest straight. So it, it makes sense that that's where we see the biggest issue. But like you said, last race, there... They f- looked like they found a solution that didn't compromise, you know, pace. Right. And uh, and this time, yeah, Lewis's head looked like a basketball. It was awful. Yeah, it was painful to watch yeah. on camera. But, I mean, we all know to stop the porpoising, you have to compromise on ride height, which yeah. means they're going to compromise you're on downforce. Going slower. Yeah, yep. so, I mean, 
I did see that there are possible talks in the works with the FIA about if yeah. some teams can get a handle on this porpoising. Now, we know most of the teams are, they've had, everyone's been dealing with porpoising in one way or another. Some su- more severe than other teams, for sure. Yeah. Like we saw it with the Ferraris. We were seeing it as well with the Aston Martins. I saw like Seb was, his head was bouncing around on the straights as well, but not as bad as what Mercedes is dealing with. And they were saying that vertically, um, so their in-ear yeah. pieces that all the drivers wear measure G4 side to side yep. and vertically. Um, they're experiencing po- those Mercedes up to six Gs. That's unbelievable. Of downforce with that porpoising. That's you imagine six Gs on your spine. They and yeah, and as quick as it happens too. You know, I mean, like when I think the the most lateral G that these guys feel around the turns is around six. So not only is he feeling six G's as he's going around, you know, whichever turns, uh, maybe none at Baku, but, but, you know, somewhere in, on the F1 circuit, but now he's feeling that same force up and down, Yeah. you know, and the restraint, like his seatbelt's probably just pulling against them. That probably feels terrible. Yeah. No you know? human body is meant to withstand yeah. G force like that on their spine. And Lewis is, Lewis isn't young. Yeah. So, he's not young you at know. all. Uh, it, I'm sure compared to George, you know, I'm sure they have similar porpoising, but George is a, is a kid. Yeah. So y- your body can, can take that, but Lewis isn't a young kid anymore. So this is, this is going to affect him. Well, we saw it. He literally crawled he out, out of the his cockpit car. of his car. I know. He crawled out of there. And like, I see mechanics like standing around the car as he's getting out. No one is helping him. I'm like, guys, he can barely get up. Yeah. But, like someone lend him a hand or offer. Oh, my God. I, like, saw, I saw some people making fun of him online. They said uh, as soon as he gets his Brazilian nationality, he starts acting like Neymar. He's a <laughs> soccer player who dives all the time and acts like he's hurt. So oh my god! I think I don't think he was faking it though. Yeah, I don't. If you're think listening, so. Lewis, I don't think you're faking it. No, you, you, we believe you. We yeah. saw the footage. That looked awful. The pro- yeah. to prove it. I mean, yeah, it it sucks. I mean, we didn't see George acting like that at all either. But he's also expressed he's been in in pain as well in his yep. post interviews. So, I mean. Yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. And if not, like, I feel, unfortunately, you know, other teams have been able to figure it out or at least bring it down to a level where it's not so painful or so frequent. But I I hope it isn't addressed by the FIA. I I know that that, that's been talked about recently. I just don't think that that's fair. I think that they should have established that at the beginning of the year if they were going to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at a minimum ride height whatever to to eliminate the porpoising but these teams have developed their car now to try and figure it out Mm -hmm. and now they're just going to reward the teams who haven't figured it out by standardizing it i don't think that's fair and there's a way for mercedes to fix it is bring the ride height down they'll be slower but unfortunately that's what you're going to have to sacrifice for your driver's safety and not like make it a standard rule it'd be different if every single team was experiencing the same extreme amount of porpoising with and the g-forces then it'd be a different story yeah. but it seems to be just them really but struggling look at, the, look at the ferrari and the red bull they have a low ride height they have what i call minimal porpoising mm-hmm. they still have porpoising but they're really fast and they don't have as much porpoising as mercedes so it's possible yeah right definitely it's, mm-hmm. it's doable two teams are doing it so you know i don't think that 
Mercedes should just be given a pass and and oh you know we'll 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 standardize ride height so that it's a level playing field like right. I said they should have done that at the beginning of the season yeah if they wanted to do that but right now they like you said they need Mercedes needs to make a choice we need to not have our drivers experience 6g up and down mm-hmm. nonstop or you know or, or sacrifice them and make them you know for to have a faster car yeah that's it I agree. It it's all comes down to what you're willing to sacrifice, yeah. the speed or your driver's health. And it is a health issue at this point. If I mean, it could really cause damage to them. And, um, and is Lewis going to continue if the car is going to be like this? Yeah, is, is this going to be Lewis's last year if they can't figure out porpoising? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because just before we hopped on to record, I saw this article um, and... I will give credit to it is uh, the Grand Prix 24 seven mm-hmm. website. Um, there are, we all saw like you saw how Hamilton got out of that car. He could mm-hmm. barely walk. Um, and also we heard him say a, a code on the radio, which I think meant that mm. he couldn't feel his back. He said, my seat's gone mm-hmm. cold mm-hmm. and his race engineer Bono said understood. understood. So I think that was a code of like, I, yeah, I've yeah. gone numb. I can't feel. Unbearable. Yeah. And, um, there are obviously he was in a lot of pain. There are rumors that Nick DeVries could race for Lewis Hamilton in Canada if Lewis is unable to recover by next weekend. Now, obviously, it's a long shot. Nick DeVries, obviously, Formula E champion. Mm-hmm. He is driver. the reserve driver for Mercedes. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I don't see Lewis giving up his seat just because his back hurts. But I mean, if it's if it's severe and they ha- have a doctor consult and they say you need to recover, it's a po- it's definitely a possibility. Imagine our first race ever and Lewis isn't racing. That would it. be sad. Yeah, I mean, one, the, one sad. of the best drivers ever. Yeah, and we're gonna go see our first F one race and he misses his second race and and. 20 years whatever it is yeah it would be awful if he did selfishly for us it would be awful (laughs) obviously for him it would be awful because he clearly has right he'd be in pain back issues but that would cause that yeah but despite the pain this is before yeah this was the best i've seen lewis perform since the first race of the season yeah um he was doing just amazing overtakes um yeah we we kept saying that the whole race he had some some really ballsy skillful overtakes yeah we saw one in lap 38 against um it Ocon. It, it been, yeah i believe against mm-hmm. Ocon, um and just great racing it almost i i felt mm-hmm. like i saw the old lewis hamilton again yeah. um yeah. i want to see more of that i know the car is not as competitive as it used to be mm-hmm. but i hope this gives him a little boost of confidence because i think he is so mentally down on himself yeah we all know lewis is performance is affected very largely by his mental abilities um and mental health and we know that's down right now it's very obvious in the way he speaks and talks in everything um so hopefully this will give him like the boost he needs i mean and great result for mercedes today too with Mm -hmm. hamilton finishing in fifth uh fourth place sorry and george russell on the podium yeah i I was gonna say it I'm sure Hamilton is happy that he finished P4, but he's still behind his teammate. And he's been behind his teammate in every race except for the first one. So, you know, that that's that's your measuring bar. Just well-deserved. 
I yeah. think. Yeah, they're they're both they're both great drivers, but you know it's George is getting a better handle of this car than Lewis is. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And maybe maybe George is you know more resilient and is able to take that porpoising a little bit a little bit better than Lewis can, but it for some reason you know that one of the best drivers to ever live is looks like he's starting to fade and everyone knows how good george is i mean george right is is a phenomenal driver i mean he carried that garbage williams car to a podium yeah absolutely the year before yeah and i i just wonder if even though this is a great result for lewis he still thinks in the back of his mind i still didn't beat my teammate you know right he I mean, I don't know. I think I, I think there's a bunch of different things going on. Lewis, for so long, has been so used to having a car that just he gets in, you know, a couple of practices and it's tuned up to exactly how he wants it. Yeah. Um, and he's able to put in, you know, it matches his abilities and his performance. He's also used to a more inferior teammate. Right. And yeah. And really... a teammate willing to sit back and say, yeah, wow. yeah, I'll play number two. Um, and won't put up too much of a fight. Right. But I think, too, like, George is coming into this team fresh. He's been waiting for that seat for so long. Mm-hmm. He's been patiently waiting to be in yep. that team. And I think he's just kind of in coming in with a better mindset, but also this idea of, like, I've got to show everybody everything I got right now. Like, I I truly believe, and Toto Wolf, I think, as well, believes George Russell is the future of Mercedes. He is. Um, and they're very aware of that. They know Lewis is not planning to stay mm-hmm. in the sport for much longer, however longer that is. Um, and I think they're looking to the future. I Yeah. You know. But, but I don't I don't think they're they're sacrificing Lewis's strategy to benefit George. No. I think George is just driving better than Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we expected this to happen so quickly. Right. Right? He, I th- I thought I honestly thought that there might be a, a few really good years of Lewis and, and George kind of fighting. Um, and, you know, it's early this year. So so maybe maybe Lewis turns it on at the back half of the season and, and uh, you know, still beats George, you know, in, in points. But right now, doesn't really look like it's close. It looks like George is a significantly better driver than Lewis. Yeah. And, and Mercedes is just going to have to, like you said, they know he's the future, but the future is here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's here, like you said, faster than they expected. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is just, I mean, and I Russell's fourth in the championship standings. Yeah. I think everyone. He's above Carlos. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's insane. In a, in a significant, significantly worse car, he is scoring better than Carlos. And Carlos has had some bad luck with DNFs. And, but I also think he's he's shot himself in the foot Yeah, absolutely. Times. I was going to say, so, yeah, a couple of DNF situations or car malfunctions, I guess yeah. you could call them, but also like he's run himself into the wall multiple times. Yeah. So Well, and, and, and now George's name, according to Formula Dank, has changed from Mr. Saturday to Mr. Consistency. <laughs> he, he hasn't. He hasn't missed the top five this whole season. Yeah, he's he's his performance is unreal, and I feel kind of bad because everyone's I think already counted Mercedes out. Yep. Um, just because they're not who they used to be or that how they've been for the past seven years as is dominant. But I think it's worth saying George is it's his first year in this car, and you know he's competing with a seven time world champion. Um, that's amazing, and I, I you know I think I, too, I wonder what. 
where he would be if he were in a Ferrari or if he were in a Red Bull. Yeah. I, I think I think he is I think Max is the best driver on the grid, but I think between George and Charles as number two. And what bad luck for George. He sat at that Williams team, helped them develop that car, took it to places that that car should never have been because never. of his talent and skill. Yep. Finally, he gets the call up to yep. the big team. Yep. And his first year, they're crap. Like, they're not crap, right? I mean, they're still the third best team. Yeah, they're not crap, but they're margin, nowhere. But they're, not, they're not the dominant team they were for yeah. nine years. Nowhere right? where they used yeah. to be. And, you know, but I think, too, it's a, an advantage. Like, Lewis has this... I'm a seven-time world champion pressure on his shoulders. Yep. George is like, all I got to do is perform well like, and give it my all every time I go out there. And if I do that, I'm solid. Yep. And I, I mean, that plays a big role into kind of, you know, being a young driver in the sport. Yep. But interesting to, to see. Lose. You're, you're, you know, you're young, you're talented, and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone expects the seven-time world champion to, to beat you. So yeah. you're the underdog. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I'm, ex- I'm, ex- you know, we're seeing. We'll see what happens with Mercedes with this porpoising issue. Excited to see Russell. Hopefully, just continue to work his way up and well-deserved podium. I think long time coming for him today, um, and great result with Lewis he's Hamilton. Two this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like the past couple of races, yeah. he's, you know, consistently finished at the same spot. He, he is where, yeah, I, I see what you mean. He is where he deserves to be. Yeah, I think he deserves this third place. I'm sure he would have wanted bigger than that but i i think it's well deserved he can't pass the red bulls so that's as best as he could ask for actually i've had the standings right here in front of me i I don't know why i didn't see this when we were watching today seb finished sixth yeah that i think is aston martin's yeah another person pulling a car out of the garbage and making something of it well and he could have been higher had he not made the mistake trying to overtake uh i believe it was pierre yeah and going off into the runoff yeah yeah i mean just great result for him all He's around. Still a good driver. And another good result that somebody probably needed. Daniel Ricardo yeah. in the McLaren finished yeah. eighth. Um, not amazing, but a good result. Well, I'll for tell him. you what. If the teams let those two go, Lando would have passed him. Yeah, they, Land. They didn't let Lando pass, and Lando easily could have gotten past. Yeah. So let's let's talk about. McLaren's strategy today because it was a little confusing or lack thereof yeah I mean I thought it was almost too much strategy it was terrible they were like overthinking themselves and it was like oh we want to do this let me check with Ricardo's team oh we want to do this let me check with Lando's team it was a lot of back and forth and I like the decision to start Daniel on the hard tires I thought that was a clever idea because Lando and, and Daniel were right next to each other and when that's the case you should I think you should always opt for two different strategies. Yeah. You know, because one prepares for, you know, a safety car or something like that. And the other, um, you know, just assume there's no safety cars. And and that's that's what I, I thought it was a good start. But mm. then, I you know, Daniel had more pace than Lando. Right. And then they wouldn't let him pass. Then they were holding him up. They were holding Daniel's race up. Right. And then and finally they pit Lando. Yeah. Too late, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and then when uh, they decided to not pit during the virtual safety car. Right. Which was another terrible decision. Yeah, I don't... They just seem to be kind of out of sorts today. I don't know if they were just trying to play nice and, 
get mm. both guys in a good place and call it a day. Um, we all know Danny Rick has not had a good season this year with that team, and his seat could possibly be in jeopardy. And I th- I don't know if they were trying to help him along to get him a better result. I mean, obviously they want to get him the best result possible, but at it the end there... It lap- shouldn't be a sacrifice of Lando's race. Yeah, though. exactly. Because at lap 42, um, Lando was starting to gain and gain mm-hmm. and gain on Danny, and it did seem in the last lap or two he'd be able to pass him. Easily. Yeah, but then in team orders, they were just like, no, stay oh. behind. Oh. And, um, and if they just let those two race, I think Lando would have easily gotten around him yeah but, but what it would they have done almost something took a dive stupid. at the last lap too yeah he thought about it <laughs> we, were, we were literally watching we we're like oh wait oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he didn't but i mean when you're that close to the end too yeah it's like a place ninth to eighth it's but it's not worth yeah, risking sorry. the crash absolutely you know. and then taking out both teams exactly. cars and no yeah, points at no all points, so yeah. i think they made the right decision not to fight each other there at the end but yeah it did seem a bit um at the end there like they were favoring danny and or couldn't just just couldn't make a decision they're mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna see if alonzo yep. picks up or yep. oh traffic and it just was like oh my god make him make a decision on your strategy and stick with it i don't think that daniel had a bad race i think he had a good race yeah he I did think, and he had a decent race i think both of them had a pretty good race i think it was like you said it was just strategy that was mind-boggling right. it didn't make any sense and the alpines were fast and they they both were stuck. Yeah, yeah they were both stuck behind an alpine yep. at one point or another during that right. race and everyone was struggling yep. with passing those yep. guys alonzo's the best at having a car park behind him right and he finished in seventh and ocon in tenth so they were sandwiched in between mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. i mean but yeah hopefully it's a bit of a confidence boost for danny rick i think he needs it um I know he says he performs well under pressure. He prefers it. But from what I've seen in the past, I don't know if he performs that well under pressure. Well, he's getting older. He's not the young guy he used to be either. Yeah. But from what I've been told, he has a lot of success in Canada. So it'll be interesting to see how he does next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just looking at my race notes here. Um, Also, like Hamilton overtook Gasly for fourth place too. That was a good overtake. And then um, somehow I missed this, but Lance Stroll DNF'd on lap 48. Yeah. I mean, no big loss there, but. He's uh, he's not an F1 driver. <laughs> no offense, Lance. Sorry. <laughs> Neither is Latifi. Yeah. So the finishing top five, uh, Verstappen in first, Perez in second, um, Russell in third, Hamilton in fourth, and Gasly in fifth. And that's kind of how we finish. So great result for the Red Bulls. Yeah, of course. And I think, I think. All after Monaco when Checo won. Yeah. You know, there was the media just loved to talk about, oh, man, now we have a a Red Bull battle on our hands. Max has never had a Red Bull battle on his hands. He's always number one. Right. And the driver, you know, whoever it is, is always inferior. And, uh, you know, for the past two weeks, I've been hearing nonstop that Checo's going to make this a title race. And I think Max just decided today to put that to bed. Yeah, I he think beat Checo so. by twenty seconds. Yeah, and, and the same strategy, and he just showed that he's he's better. I he, love Checo. Checo's probably my favorite driver, mm-hmm. but Max is the best, and and it's not particularly close. Yeah, and I mean, we did see Checo struggling with some other issues with tire and traction. That yeah, they Max gave him the mediums, and, yeah. and they got eaten up a little bit. Yeah, for some reason he was just struggling with keeping he- the right temperature in those tires, and 
But um, he's supposed to be the tire whisperer. I know. And Max Max made him look like he's a, he's a fool. He is Not a... that he's a fool. I mean, he finished second. But still, I, I think I think that Max really, it was a statement race for him today to say, I am the number one driver yeah. at Red Bull. Which is impressive. I mean, obviously, both Ferraris DNFing helped him out a lot. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I know. You always compare yourself to your teammate. Yeah, and, absolutely. And he smoked his teammate right. today. And it's no secret that Checo has been put in that spot because he plays number two driver so well. Sure. But but he's he's been the the most talented teammate that Max has had so far. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, I think it's the first teammate he's had that can actually challenge, challenge him, him, which is really interesting and we'll Which is see. ironic because his past two teammates are wildly successful now mm-hmm. when they're off of Red Bull. Right? I mean Pierre is Pierre is going to get scooped by somebody else yeah. other than AlphaTauri because he's a great driver. And Albon, Albon almost scored points today yeah. in that terrible Williams. And to, to be honest with you, I think it's because Checo has been used to being an underdog. He's more experienced. They, when yeah. Pierre and, and Alex were were teammates with Max, they were kids. Mm-hmm. And they were always top dog when they were racing and karting in Formula 2, Formula 3. And now they have to play second fiddle, and that's really tough to expect from a kid. Yeah, but Checo, Checo's been been here since Nam. You know, <laughs> I so. mean, I think too though, like they the people who have always played second to Max have been Red Bull Academy drivers, yeah. and in a Red Bull, whatever you want to call it, farm team is what I refer to them as, because <laughs> yeah. um, we're American and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I think, too, besides them being young, is Checo was always in a team that was the underdog. Scrappy, mm-hmm. like, you know, not a ton of resources like the big teams. And I think he likes that kind of underdog-type position. He thrives there. Yeah. So being called number two, he's like, okay, fine. Put me here in number this number two seat, but watch me right. make you rethink your decision. Right. And I think it fuels him in a way. And, I mean, he plays nice when needed, but I think he also puts up a fight as mm-hmm. well. So He's a talented driver. Yeah. And, and when he first entered F1, everybody called him a pay driver because yeah. he was bringing all that money. And I think – it goes in the same vein that you were just saying he he takes that as kind of you know the motivation to say oh okay you think i'm a pay driver huh yeah and proves everybody wrong you know i mean he was he was very successful on a not very great team in uh racing point and Mm -hmm. whatever force india whatever they were before yeah i mean we'll just call this the checo love hour i love you checo yeah we love me amigo Oh my God, that was the most uh, American-sounding Spanish no. I've ever heard. No. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of drivers, let's get into our driver of the days. This is how this works, works, guys, and how it's gonna work. We're gonna count to three, and on three, we're both gonna say who we think driver of the day is. We have not discussed this no. prior to recording, so it's a complete secret. Are you ready, Mister? I am ready, F1. Mrs. F1. Okay, ready. One. Two, three. Max. Hamilton. Oh. Hamilton, huh? Uh, that's. I think he got voted driver of the day, didn't he? I think he did, actually. He did, yeah. <laughs> I didn't try that on purpose. I, I, I just thought Max was in his own league, so that's why. You know, it, w- it wasn't an eventful race. Maybe that's why I think you picked Lewis, because he had a lot of great overtakes and 
I think I just I picked Lewis because it seemed like the old Lewis was back. That's the Lewis I'm I'm used to mm. watching is when he's put in tough positions. Except he for just... he, when he looked like a grandpa getting out of his car. <laughs> yeah, minus that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think that's Lewis performed great today. It's the best performance I've seen since the first race of the year. So I yeah. think he deserved it. Well deserved, and he worked his way up that that line today. Yeah, yeah, so. he had a great race. Max had a better one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! This is gonna be like now an argument in our house. We're yep. just gonna get mad at each other for picking. Yeah, great for disagreeing on driver of the day. Look forward to the argument <laughs> later. Okay, so let's go into a segment we like to call meme podium. Meme I'm sure podium. you're all probably on social media. You see the Formula One memes if you're on the Reddit page. For dank Formula One memes. Formula oh. dank. Formula dank. Formula Sorry. Dank. It is hilarious. Some yes. memes definitely take it way too far, but we enjoy a good meme in this house, and we decided this podcast is going to have a meme podium. So, Matt, this I feel yes. like this is your favorite This is part. my segment. Yeah. This you is, this you is came up baby. with this idea. Okay. Okay. The meme podium. Who's coming in P3? Third place in the meme podium is the Ferrari crying faces. <laughs> So we'll we'll explain these what they yes. look like, but we'll also put them out on our social media after, so you can see. You will uh, be able memes. to see them. Yeah, this one's pretty hilarious, and I know this like sad crying face on TikTok. The filter has been a trending thing, um, and basically they put it's like four pictures: Carlos, Charles, Guojan. <laughs> Joe Guan Yu mm-hmm. and Kevin Magnuson. So everyone who DNF'd in the Ferrari car yeah. got a filter with the crying face the crying over face. them. It's and it's hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yes. Okay. P2. P2 is the pasta gun. <laughs> oh my God. He, this may be offensive to any of our Italian fans, but shows a picture of a, <laughs> a man in a <laughs> Ferrari chef suit loading pasta into a gun clip and holding a gun to his head (laughs) so it's it's slightly racist but it's nevertheless hilarious listen i just like to preface we love all italians we love to joke in this family we do not take anything too seriously we do not condone racism or anything of that sorts we just found this hilarious. By the way, this meme has been used on almost all the drivers on the grid too, not exclusively yes. to Italians. And and to any of those uh, Formula Dank fans out there, you'll know that that meme has been around for months now. For forever. And for as long as Ferrari has made terrible decisions, that meme has been around. So it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. But Last in first but place. Least. Yeah, tell in, us. In first place, the winner of this week's meme podium is the Alpha Tauri Flex Seal. <laughs> so, to any of those, any of you who have not seen the Flex Seal commercial, it's a guy yelling at a camera, literally yelling at a camera, <laughs> uh, hawking his, his, uh, what would you call this? Some sort of. Flex seal is like basically tape. It's made in a bunch of different forms and yeah. it basically Spray stops. Spray can, there's tape. Water, exactly. repels water. Like you, you right. spray it on your basement walls to make sure water doesn't seep through. Exactly. It's basically so, water resistant. So this man who's yelling at the camera uh, has a big water tank that's draining. And 
There's like a hole in the side of the locker. There's a hole in the side of it. That's right. And he ends up slapping it with this flex seal tape that's supposed to prevent the leaking. Right. And uh, And this this has become a meme where they, someone will name, you know, they'll they'll put the name of like a a driver or or they'll they'll put, you know, they'll name the person, they'll name the leaking water. And then when the, the, the flex seal gets slapped on, it'll, you know, come up with some haphazard solution. Right. So... You're going really into depth into this. The, Basically, it's sorry. a picture of a guy putting the flex seal on the leaking. But the guy barrel. represents Alpha Towery. Right. And the, the guy leak represents Sonoda's DRS, DRS broken. <laughs> and the flex seal represents the duct tape yeah. that Alpha Towery chose to yeah. to haphazardly fix their car. Yeah. Dangerously fix their car i feel like you need to give credit to who posted that on farm so that one's actually called the user is formula dank oh no wait sorry no it's not the user is tm2007 so you win tm2007 you win good job we will rate some more memes put them on the podium next week but oh and and if you watch the video version of this we will show you each one of the memes yes yeah memes will be up on screen during the video portion but yeah if you uh if you want to check them out on our social media, you 100% can. But um, we recommend you watch this <laughs> podcast so that you can see these funny memes. You can find us. At, and I don't have to explain them. Right. But we're going to explain them. Anyways, that's the mean po- podium for this week. Great. Good job. That, that was great. That was Thank great. Thank you. Let's quick talk Canada really quickly. I know we've been talking a lot of racing and stuff already, but we are going to Canada. Yes, we are, Mrs. F1. I'm so excited. It's our first Grand Prix in in person. person. That's right. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to make a ton of content. Yeah, in Montreal. um, Obviously, this race hasn't happened in two years because of COVID. Yeah. Um, We were originally going to go two years ago, Mm -hmm. and obviously COVID hit. And so this is the first kind of like, comeback race in canada it's gonna be great uh, yeah it's gonna be tons of people i'm yeah, sure i think it's sold out i think i read it sold out i believe it um but yeah i'm i don't know what we're gonna see in canada honestly like we haven't seen a race here in so long i kind of forget what the heck what the track is like yeah i know it's pretty in, high speed it is very high speeds i know there's like the iconic what they call the wall of champions in canada mm-hmm. like the wall that all the drivers run into every time mm-hmm. um on turn 13 uh, because of the tricky chicane right before uh, the guess exit. guess where we're sitting? We're sitting right there. That's right. We're, we're gonna, sitting at turn 13. That'd be crazy. I never want to see anybody crash. I just want to say that first of all. But like seeing something like that happen in person. It's got to be crazy. Even if it's just like a little. Like, yeah, it's going to be yeah. insane. And the grandstand we're sitting at is literally right there. That's um, right. I think we're going to see kind of similar like baku really high speed so i think it's going to be the ferraris and the red bulls again if i had to guess it's going to play out just like this did where the ferraris will qualify mm-hmm. well and the red bulls are going to win the race yeah and i'll be hopefully like seeing what the alpines did this week is just yeah more of a prediction and of what's going to happen for canada like there's again high speed corners and the high speed straights here um so hopefully they'll have even better luck here um, at Alpine. this track. Yeah, the, Alpine. Alpine. Yeah, I think yeah. Alpine will do well. They they did well. You know, I I think they really struggle with the like in Baku sector one, sector two. They uh, they really struggle with those slower corners, but uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see um, 
yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how how they can manage to to make their car a bit faster in in those slower corners. I, I just don't I, I think that they've kind of sacrificed you know, they have the I think they call it the low wing. Mm-hmm. Um so they have almost no downforce on the straights, uh, which allows them to get to those higher speeds. But, you know, then when, when the corners come, they, they really struggle. I think they're going to have to, to kind of find a happy medium or they're going to, they're going to do exactly what they did in Baku where they crush everybody on the straights and then they have a line of cars behind them right. during the, the slow speed corners. corners. Yeah. We'll definitely see what happens. I'm excited to go. I'm excited to see the racing. Um, I think the last time we were there, the last time F1 was there, yeah. Um, Seb infamously moved the number one away yes. from Lewis's car and put it in front of his car. I think car. you're right. I think that's the last time I that think... we raced in Canada. Yeah. So hopefully something crazy like that I happens again. Right. I think you're right. That would be that would be hilarious. I'm excited though. I hope just selfishly, I hope the Ferraris do well because it's my team and it's my first race. Just Charles. That's yeah, all you just care Charles. About. Actually, <laughs> no offense, Carlos. We yeah. love you, but love yeah. Carlos. But like Mrs. F1 Charles... would become Mrs. Leclerc if she had the uh, <laughs> if she had the, the choice. Yeah, Matt is fully aware of that in our marriage. That <laughs> Charles Leclerc was ever to ask me to date him or be yes. with him, I would 100% leave you. For yes, him. I'm aware. Or we could have like a really modern relationship and have no, no. no. <laughs> okay. Well, I put it out there, but I guess it's not. <laughs> so, Charles Claire, if you're listening, I'm all yours. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Charles's to go. girlfriend or fiance or whatever is probably like, "What is happening oh right my now?" Ha ha! Very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, good race. I'm excited to go. Excited to watch and hear and see F1. For the first time in person. And see Montreal. See the yeah. great people of Canada. Yeah. The great... I'm going to have to brush up on my French a little bit, I feel. I was looking on Google Maps and I couldn't pronounce a single road yeah. or building or metro stop. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's interesting. But yeah, excited to go. So... um, And it's the first time we've had a back-to-back week re- weekend race in Isn't a while. Isn't that insane that they're going back-to-back from Azerbaijan to Canada? Yeah. It's literally across the world it's a lot. In, in the span of, okay, so they're leaving now, late Sunday. Right. And they all have to be there Thursday for press conference. Yeah. How on earth are they getting all of that material Private. over there in four days? I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible, but it's also dumb. Right. I mean, the logistics behind transporting and making Formula One even a yeah. thing is pretty insane. Like we should makes whole, Formula One even more interesting. Right, we should do a whole episode on it because it's we fascinating. Should. But it is. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But I'm excited. I feel like we've had like a race and then a break and then a race and yeah. then a break. So I'm excited to have a back-to-back race weekend. It'll also be interesting because it's such a short time span that there's probably not going to be a lot of upgrades. So right, like like we were saying, it's probably going to be a lot of the same between Azerbaijan and, and Canada. Right, might so be small things here and there. I was going to say, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if any teams try and make just slight changes yeah. to, I would think Alpine needs to needs to figure out why they're so slow in the corners. Yeah, I mean, we saw too, even at Baku, uh, teams bringing some lower downforce wings yeah. and yep. just to help with that and trying them out in practices. So we'll probably see very similar yeah. things here. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Last but not least, you guys, we're going to end every segment on the admin awards. I feel like Formula One teams in general, their social media admins are savage. savage. Like, I could never see an American, like, NFL team or or NBA team. Like, you see them be funny every now and then, but these guys just go for it all the time. So this week, I am awarding the admin award to the admin for Mercedes-AMG Patronus F1 team. (laughs) And it's because of their... Pierre Gasly yeah. liked that. So this is a joke that is within Formula One. I'm sure you know it if you're a Formula One fan, but if you don't, just a little background. Pierre Gasly is like Superman when it comes to liking everyone's posts on Instagram and even like on Twitter. He literally will like something, no joke. During the or, race. Yeah, like <laughs> like two or three minutes before he gets in a car. And then as soon as the race is over, he's like already liking like Formula One's podium pictures. He must have <laughs> a, a like that button in his steering wheel he or something really like does. that. He it's just crazy. spam likes everything. Yeah, so it's a running joke, this liked by Pierre Gasly thing. If you're yes. on TikTok, there's now like a song called yes. Liked by Pierre Gasly. So what Mercedes did is they posted this just general photo of Lewis on the in the paddock, kind of being Lewis and looking backwards and looking gorgeous as always. <laughs> and then the admin just wrote on the bottom, liked by Pierre Gasly. <laughs> I was like, unbelievable! I love this and I need to find out who runs this social account. I hope he actually liked it. That would be he awesome. Did. He, he did. He actually did like it. That is, <laughs> and then oh, he commented, Pierre Gasly commented and said, this admin needs a raise. <laughs> <laughs> it was just hilarious. I loved it so much. It was just a perfect you, pop you culture do you, Pierre. play off of. Um, but yeah, Mon ami. French just throwing it in there. But yeah, it's hilarious, and I love everything Formula One social media related. So we'll be giving those out once a week as well. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for joining us for this episode yeah. for the Azerbaijan GP recap and our first ever episode. Our first ever episode. Yes. Just so exciting. But you can follow us. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to us. We're on every podcast platform you can think of. Mm-hmm. We also do a video version of this podcast that you can find on YouTube later on. Um, and then you can follow us pretty much on any social media at Mr. And A-N-D, Mrs. F1 Pod. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on That's Twitter. Right. That's and if, M-R, Mr. A-N-D, M-R-S. F1 Pod. F1 Pod. P-O-D. So, yeah, check us out on social media. If you want to see those memes we were talking about earlier, they'll be on all of our social. That they will. And also um, go check out that hilarious mercedes post and give it a like because pierre gasly would want you to and ask that that mercedes admin person gets a raise (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right well thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you next week goodbye everyone bye